what is the value of CCI? Why is CCI important for board members? And let's get some free legal advice. Hello and welcome to the Grand River Condo Procast. We are the Grand River chapter of the Canadian Condominium Institute. This is a show for condominium owners, directors, managers, and professionals who want to learn more about what it takes to live and work while being successful in this world of condominiums. We all know that living and working in the condo industry is fantastic, but it's also hard work and not always easy to navigate. And you as an owner, director, manager, or professional may not always know where to turn for answers. Well, you've come to the right place. This ProCast will gain you access to industry experts who know the ins and outs of condominiums. You'll also get answers from your peers about how they deal with everyday problems like pets, security issues, legal matters, and more. This ProCast will mainly focus on the Waterloo, Kitchener, Guelph, Cambridge, Brantford, and surrounding areas as that is where our chapter is located. Each episode will have a different host and a special guest. We have some great episodes in the works and we can't wait to share them with you. Make sure to subscribe for future podcasts. And if you're not a member of CCI Grand River Chapter, make sure to head over to our website at cci-grc.ca to join. Until next time, thanks for listening. Welcome to this episode of the Grand River Condo Podcast, the show that is dedicated to helping condo owners, directors, managers, and other professionals learn more about the condo industry and stay up to date for the corporations they live in and serve. I'm your host, Brad Wells, the president of Wilson Blanchard Management, and I'm currently the vice president of the CCI Grand River Chapter. For today's podcast, I'm pleased to have Michelle Kelly. Michelle is a partner at Robson Carpenter LLP and is known for her expertise in condominium law, helping condominium corporations in all legal matters that boards face, drafting, interpreting condo documents, enforcement of issues, providing advice or assistance for owners' meetings, or complex legal issues. Michelle is currently the president of CCI Grand River Chapter and is a main contributor to her firm's condo blog. It can be found at rcllp.ca under the blog menu. So welcome, Michelle. Thanks, Brad. Glad to be here. Glad to have you as our first guest on our new uh, podcast series. Uh, And as we start this new series, I want to spend a few minutes discussing what CCI is and what it means for condo owners and professionals. So first, let's hear about a little bit about your personal story. What is your professional background and how did you get involved working with condos? As you said, I'm a lawyer. I practice exclusively in condominium law, so mostly for condo corporations, occasionally for condo managers and owners as well. And maybe it's not something I should admit, but I really had no idea what a condo was when I graduated law school. It wasn't something we discussed in law school or learned a whole bunch about. I actually learned about it when I was an articling student. The firm that I was at had different rotations. So that you know, you do your family law or your corporate, that sort of thing. And one of the rotations was condominium law. I was instantly hooked. I really enjoyed the variety to it. It's something different every day. You're not just doing the same thing over and over again. And the other part that I really liked about it, I felt like I was helping people. You know, it's these are people's homes. So it kind of felt like sometimes you are really making people's lives better, but without being so emotionally draining, like other areas of law, like family law or something like that. That's how I came to be a condo lawyer. It was just luck, I guess, more than anything. Well, it's interesting to say that because as a property manager, almost every property manager that I know and work with 
also didn't plan on being a condominium manager. <laughs> so it's it's like we've all fallen in this and, and somehow, like you said, we got hooked. And it's interesting when I do follow-ups, even with employees and ask what it is that draws them, why they stay working in the condo industry. And, and it's the same thing that you mentioned, helping people. You know, they see some value, even though it can be crazy and stressful at times, you are helping them in their homes. And, uh, you know, it, there is some reward to that, to being that problem solver and making things where they live be successful. So as a professional, now talking about CCI specifically, what does CCI meant to you as a professional in this industry? As a professional, I think CCI means different things to me than it might for an owner or a board member. One of the things that comes to mind is accreditation. So there's been a few versions over the history with the ACCI and the LCCI. These are ways to easily demonstrate to others in the industry that I have a certain level of expertise when it comes to condo law. I don't dabble in this area. So I think that's one of the things that I personally really enjoy about CCIs as a professional is that accreditation. It's useful to people that are working in the industry. The other area that I think CCI is great for as a professional is the networking. So I can chat with other condo lawyers and professionals about common issues that they're having at events and virtual or in person, whatever it is. And I can hear different viewpoints on a legislative change or a case. Outside of CCI, there aren't really opportunities to do that. You know, I'm not going to pick up the phone and call 20 lawyers and see what they all say about something. And I think you have the same sort of thing when I'm talking with board members and owners, right? So you hear it from a different perspective. I think sometimes we get so focused on the law or whatever our area of expertise is that we forget people live in these communities. So I find it really useful to chat with board members and owners regularly at CCI events as well. And it just kind of reminds me that, you know, okay, I might be at an AGM and we're talking about landscaping for 20 minutes and I don't really care maybe how long or how high the grass is cut, but to the owners, they really do have a lot of interest in those issues. So I think that is a benefit to CCI as well. Yeah, you're right. When you're, when you're mentioning that, the networking thing, it's almost like it's the club, the condo club, because like you said, outside of condos, if you don't live in it, in a condo or you don't work with a condo, you probably really don't even know what a condo is. So to, to all of a sudden have a room or a virtual room or some place that you're all kind of there on the same level and there for the same purpose, yeah, it gives you that free flowing. It gives you know you're on the same page together, and you certainly can learn together. That's for sure. Tagging onto the networking piece for me as someone that serves condominium communities, it's that central place. So I meet great condo lawyers. I meet great other service providers that do contracting, engineering, and then of course. We have our audience. We have all the condominium owners and directors that uh, are looking for these services, looking for this advice. Uh, so we're all in it together, right? I think that's the cool thing as well, that it's a central place because there's really no other place for that broad group. There are some other organizations uh, in Ontario that focus on one segment only. That's the one nice thing about CCI is it certainly is there to help drive the whole industry you know, through education and awareness and advocacy. So that's uh, I totally agree with you on that. So that's as us as professionals that work in helping condos. What about the board members and the unit owners that you work with? What have they said to you about CCI or what have you seen on the outside looking in that CCI has brought to them as, as a value or as an added piece? I think there's a few things that I hear from owners and directors usually. I would say it's usually after they attend one of the CCI events. They'll tell me about how informative the session was, and sometimes they're quite surprised. But I think the CCI Education Committee and some of our other committees, they really work tirelessly to put on these sessions with great information. And I think it really shows when we're reviewing the feedback that we received afterward, even just in how well they're attended. The other thing I would say 
I hear often is similar to the professionals is the networking. So they tell me how great it is to speak to other unit owners to get different ideas to take back to their boards, right? They can talk to the professionals and the business members about a project they have coming up or any issues they're facing. But it's nice to just get, you know, what's your neighboring condo doing? What's the condo down the road doing? So there's there's networking both with the professionals, but also with the other unit owners, which they may not get, again, outside of CCI. And the one that isn't mentioned a lot, but I think there is a lot of value to the board members and the uh, owners is the directory. I think instead of picking up a phone book or doing a random Google search, you can pick up the directory. You can get a list of professionals in your area who work with condos. So you're getting businesses and professionals who are familiar with the way condominiums operate. And you don't have to explain what a common element is, for example. Right. So you're sort of a way to ensure that you're finding experts in condominiums. That's a great point. As a condo manager, that was my go-to. The CCI directory is dealing with a, a board and we want to consider new landscaping contractors and we want to get three quotes. Boom. Open up that directory, go to the landscaping section and there's, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, depending on what area you're looking for geographically. But like you said, you know, they know what a condo is. They're marketing directly to condos because they have experience working with boards and working with unit owners. And that's a big piece. You know, you can always find someone to do it cheaper in any service, but the value that someone brings when they understand what a condo is, they understand that they need board approval before doing something because they might not get paid otherwise. And, you know, all the intricacies that come with working with condos, I I agree that directory is a go-to for me as well. You mentioned about the networking for condo owners that attend CCI events and seminars and conferences. You know, if you think about it, just like us as professionals, most condo owners didn't plan to be a condo board member, right? They came into it by happenstance or they happened to show up at the AGM as a new condo owner or that brand new condo that just registered and they're at the turnover meeting and someone puts their name forward and they say, sure, I'll do it. And, you know, that's typically how people become condo board members, you know, without experience and again, really even knowing what the condo is. So, so first of all, the fact that CCI is there to provide some guidance and advice for this volunteer position that is really, really important and make some huge decisions for their communities they live in um, monetarily and how it shapes the community uh, based on rules and policies and all the other things, the important things that condo board members do. You know, I think there's just such value in that. And the other thing is, as a condo owner, you're sitting in that seminar or listening on a virtual uh, webcast. And the question that another owner has, you have it too. It's very surprising how many things are very consistent. And and of course, there's going to be individual circumstances that might be a little bit different, but often we're facing the same issues as different condominium corporations. And, you know, that kind of gives you some solace and you can learn from others that are experiencing the same thing. I absolutely agree with you on that. So if you met a condo owner or a condo board member on the street and they said, what is a CCI thing and why why should I do it? What would your kind of your go-to be? Yeah, I think my two would be the networking and the education. I think there's, like I said, there's no other organizations really giving opportunities to owners to do those. And I think you're getting all of the experts in the area, either when you're networking or teaching the courses, being the educators. So I think to me as an owner director, that's the two main takeaways for me is really the education and the networking just can't be beat. Agreed. Yeah. And I'm going to do a shameless plug and just make sure people go to cci-grc.ca. Check out all the fantastic information. They're free, blogs, articles, 
about the stuff that's going on in the industry. And then you'll see a calendar of events for, uh, for things that are happening maybe in person one day, but, but certainly a lot of uh, virtual events and, and uh, educational opportunities. Take advantage of it. Uh, it's great if you've been a condo board member for years or if you're just jumping into it. It's uh, certainly a great resource. So I appreciate your input on CCI. But at the top, I did mention free legal advice. And that's another huge benefit. I can tell you this uh, to condo owners and board members when they attend CCI events or conferences is free legal advice. Everyone wants to hear from a lawyer, but people don't always want to pay for it. But we we know there's a lot of great condo lawyers that specialize in condo law that serve and help CCI. And so, you know, at every conference, typically the legal panel is the most uh, sought after event and everyone's there to hear and again, get that free legal advice. So I can't let you leave this podcast without having you put your lawyer hat on for a minute and getting some free legal advice. So the thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, the CAT, the Condo Authority Tribunal, as of January 1st of this year, expanded their jurisdiction and are now going to hear nuisance issues like noise, odors, things like that. So I think it's going to be a big change. I just want your kind of quick overview of what you think condos need to know about this or what they need to prepare for this. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, anytime I participate in a CCI event, I always expect to get the random legal questions at the end. I think that's <laughs> the main benefit. The reason owners attend these things or that's listen right. to these sessions is they know there's going to be some opportunity to ask questions at the end. So yeah, I think, I guess maybe just as a quick background for anyone who's not familiar with the CAT, the Condominium Authority Tribunal, it opened in 2017 originally only hearing record disputes. So was an owner entitled to a record that they requested from their condo, that sort of thing. That was the only type of dispute they could hear. And then in 2020, the jurisdiction was expanded to hear disputes about pets and animals, vehicles, parking, storage, and uh, any chargebacks or any indemnification related to those disputes. And then again, as Brad just said, on January 1st of 2022, it was expanded yet again. I think the difference with this expansion it's very, very broad. So I think it's probably going to capture 90, 95% maybe of all the enforcement issues that you see in condos because the CAT will now have jurisdiction over nuisances, annoyances, and disruptions. So things like noise, odor, light, vibration, smoke, vapor. And there's even some generic language that says, or any other nuisance described in a declaration bylaw or rule. So That to me seems like it's really going to cover almost every enforcement issue. I think maybe the one you might not see is infestations, which was one of the ones they were originally thinking about adding, but they left it out in the final version. So that might be the only thing that the cat really doesn't have jurisdiction over now, you know, repair maintenance type issues. But otherwise, you're probably looking at the cat. So what does that mean for condos? I think generally, from what we've seen so far, you're seeing less costly dispute resolution compared to courts or mediation arbitration generally you know there's no absolutes and i think the last 6 months or so and with this expanded jurisdiction i think you're going to see the cat starting to be more willing to award condos costs so they were reluctant at the start but i think they're starting to realize that it's really not fair to saddle the other owners with these costs when you know one owner is really refusing So it'll be interesting to see over the next six months to a year, once those first decisions start to come out about the nuisances, how, you know, they're decided. And I think we only time will tell. We really don't know. 
So I think, you know, stay tuned, I guess, upcoming CCI events, the blog, I'm sure we're going to have some great updates on cat cases as it relates to nuisances. Even to the word annoyance, just nuisance, it's pretty subjective, isn't it? I mean, it's not part of the whole gray zone of this. That's going to be hard to uh, interpret. And that's what I guess these cases are going to help set. Is that kind of the way it's going to go? Yeah, it's like a lot of parts of the Condo Act, right? Reasonableness is going to be a factor. Is it unreasonable nuisance or is it something that you have to just deal with and put up with? And I think that's where the cats are really going to have to try to find a balance between your right to live in your unit in peace, you know, and balance that with your neighbor's right to not have to listen to you all day and night. So until we get some of these precedent setting cases, is there anything that a condo board could do to prepare? Is there anything that you would recommend at this point? Yeah, I think at this point, obviously follow the blog, like I said, go to the CCI events. The CAO actually does have some updated materials on their website about how they think they're going to interpret the new nuisance clauses and things. So I would definitely give those a read. It's not going to be binding, right? But it'll give you an idea as to what the tribunal is going to look at when they're considering the reasonableness, for instance. So definitely check out the CAO website as well. Absolutely. Well, thanks for that. And I know we kind of have it penciled in both for future podcasts and future educational events as these things start happening and we know more about it. And then we can put material and uh, things together to help out boards as they start to face some of these issues. So uh, so that's fantastic advice and I appreciate it. And just want to, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, supporting CCI. Thank you for your leadership in the Grand River chapter. Hopefully we can have you as a guest in a future episode. No, thanks for having me on. It's been fun. And thanks everybody for checking this out. Please stay tuned to the website for future episodes and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please make sure to leave us a five-star review on your podcast streaming app of choice as it only helps promote the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing episode. So stay tuned. We will see you then.